Welcome to the MLMSuccess.com podcast, the show designed to return the network marketing industry to its roots of personal growth, leadership development, and wisdom of the ages success principles. We share with you real success stories from real people that we hope will inspire and encourage you personally and help you progress forward in your business and your life. We believe if you build people, people will build the business. Now here is your host who has been called the number one mind in network marketing, the MLM Profit, Network Marketing Virtual Mentor, and a host of other names that we will not mention because this is a family show. Frankly, he's just a small town guy that figured out that the real product in network marketing is people. Dale Calvert. Hey, this is Dale Calvert. I'd like to welcome you to this session of the MLMSuccess.com podcast. Appreciate you being here. This session is titled a session for network marketing mom and dads. Uh, you guys hear me uh, try to communicate as often as I can how much I appreciate your feedback and your reviews of the podcast and so on and so forth. And so much of what we do is based upon trying to get a impulse, an instinct, a direction of what needs to be talked about within the marketplace based upon the feedback and the emails and conversations that we are able to have with different people that listen to this podcast. And this is just an example of that. And I never would have thought about this topic. I've never covered this topic. I've never talked in detail about this topic. And I probably never would have would have if it hadn't been for Mitzi. And uh, so with that said, I want to share with you an email correspondence I received from her. And uh, hopefully you, I know some of you are grandparents that listen and some are parents and some may find this applicable to them right now in their life. Some won't in their life and their business, but maybe you'll know somebody that can benefit from this. So uh, you will have people on your team that, that hopefully can benefit from this. Uh, again, this is a little bit out of the box of what I would normally do and talk about, but I hope you enjoy it. Here's the email I got from Mitzi. She said, Dale, my name is Mitzi Perry from Idaho. You probably don't remember, but I was part of your 100,000-plus new image team. Uh, when you left, I was done. Four years ago, I started again with a direct sales company. Naturally, I found you online, and I'm a current member of the MLM Training Club and listen to both of your podcasts each week. Something I've never heard you talk a, a lot about is raising kids when you are a network marketer. I found your girls on Facebook, and it appears they are happy, healthy, and doing well. I have several young members, young parents on my team, and they seem to struggle and have guilt when they're out in the evening doing home parties, etc. I remember you saying a new image. You can make your kids an excuse not to do it or an excuse to do it. I used to say that all the time, and I don't remember the last time I said that. But anyway, I think podcasts with tips on raising kids, a podcast with tips on raising kids would be very valuable. Thank you, Mitzi. Uh, So my response was, hi, Mitzi. 
think that is a great idea. Would you like to send me 10 or 12 questions that you think young mothers and fathers on your team could benefit the most with from? This will help me put this will help put me on the right track. So I got, I think, nine or ten questions from her, and they were all good, and I haven't changed a thing. And so that's what we're going to do. Uh, I almost called her and asked her if she would mind uh, getting on the podcast with me and asking me the questions, but I didn't want to uh, take away from somebody's time like that because it is the most valuable asset that we all have. So I hope you'll find this information uh, valuable. Uh and again, know somebody that we can share it with. Uh, number one, Dale, I recently saw the Power of the Dream DVD. I recently watched the Power of the Dream DVD again. Uh, I saw Stephanie and your little girls tearing up in the first row. If you don't mind, I think understanding what went afoul in your marriage would be beneficial. That is, uh, a very personal question, but if I was listening to this podcast, I, I've seen the power of the dream. I know most of you that listen to this podcast have probably seen the power of a dream video. It's our story. Uh, I would definitely be thinking that, and I've never really addressed it publicly in any detail, and I'm not going to here, but I will give you just kind of my perception on it. And um, when there there was when there was we were great. Uh, she's she's was is an awesome human being, good human being. Uh, kind of grew up in the profession together. Um, when we were having challenges went to a counselor and spent several sessions and went through all these personality tests and everything prior. And he, I'll never forget this. He said, he said, I'm going to be honest with you guys. He said, he looked at me and he said, well, and he looked at, at my wife at the time and said, you know, this is your personality trait, blah, blah, blah. You're a high D, this, that, and the other. And then he looked at me and he said, you're a freak of nature. He said, you are an absolute freak of nature. He said, I've never seen anybody scale out like this. And he said, I'm going to be honest with you. He said, the fact that you guys have been married for over 20 years is a miracle because it should have never been based upon your personality traits. And he was right. He was right. So long story short, everything's amicable. (laughs) Um, See each other two or three times a year at grandkids functions. My, Oldest granddaughter just got baptized here a couple months ago, and I was able to get to Kentucky, back to Kentucky for that. And my oldest daughter had a uh, get-together afterwards, and, you know, my ex-in-laws and sister-in-law, brother-in-law, everybody was there, and it's 
it's good. It's as good as it can be under the situation. So ultimately what happened is you know we made the very best and it was a it was a it, it was a great friendship uh it was a great relationship um i mean as far as not abusive or verbally or anything to each other but sometimes you just realize what you realize and i really don't know what else to say about that uh i had every intention of of being married for the rest of my life and it just you know sometimes it just doesn't work as we had hoped and planned and wanted it to number two tell about your three daughters i wasn't expecting that tell about your three daughters now and what's going on in their life i would love to so proud of my three girls and um uh ally olivia uh Allie Olivia Dale Calvert is my youngest. She's the one some of you saw on the TV show Tiny House. You know, the tiny house. She was, her and her husband Jeremy were actually on that TV show. Uh, free spirited, uh, very free spirited. Uh, she works as a nurse. She also teaches a nursing class. Uh, her and her husband have a nonprofit called Shim, which is Safe Haven Equine Ministries, and they work with troubled kids. And they have a a real small farm in Central Kentucky, and they live in a tiny house. And they have a couple horses, and they believe you know kids riding horses can be very therapeutic, and they're really focused on that nonprofit organization that ministry and doing great she's uh um ex- extremely uh she's a she's a free spirit and uh she's doing awesome that's Allie. that was the youngest uh channing is my middle daughter channing is one of the few people uh that i can um talk talk to when it comes to people's thought processes and understanding emotional intelligence versus IQ and uh, Channing is getting her uh, doctorate uh, she's a clinical psychologist she's on staff at a huge church in Louisville Kentucky um, she told me, she said, dad, you were the first psychologist I ever met, uh, which of course, you know, you guys know that's not true, but she's really into serving people from the standpoint of helping them, uh, with their thought processes and their brain cell patterns and, uh, understands, um, your past doesn't equal your future unless you want it to. And, and is just doing a lot of good, helping a lot of people, uh, has a real, um, uh, desire for young, young mothers. Uh, they actually adopted, uh, for a time her and her husband were working in a, uh, uh, 
facility in Florida for unwed mothers. And they met a girl down there when they were there. They were actually house parents. And they met a girl down there and a couple, three, four years ago, um, they got a call and, and this, this girl was pregnant. And one thing led to another and they end up uh, adopting my grandson whose name is Tice, which is a family name. And Tice is a fireball, uh, energetic, extremely intelligent young man. Uh, so that's Channing. And my Otis is Brittany. And Brittany is a physical therapy nurse. She's married to Andrew, which Andrew um, is a, a pastor. He was a youth pastor. They met when they were actually in a youth group when Brittany was a teenager. And the rule, which is a good rule, is you're not allowed to date anybody in your youth group. So as soon as she, and that was the rule, uh, I never will forget, and I have this on video, uh, when Brittany graduated, it was in an auditorium, a, a huge uh, auditorium, and and I'm video videotaping, you know, the, the scene. And here walks in Andrew, and he's walking in the door, and I see him, and here he's walking. And I said, "There, here comes the the guy that Brittany is going to marry. And keep in mind, they'd never even been on a first date at this point. So she did end up marrying Andrew. Uh, Chapel Grace Brown um, is my oldest grandchild. She's 11. She's a basketball player uh, has high high awareness understanding she's a super super girl chapel uh, actually works for Calvert marketing group she's the she puts the boxes together uh, the library cases that you guys receive that are members of the MLM training club chapel's job is to keep those boxes assembled, put together in stock for our shipping uh, manager. So she's my oldest. I have trust. Trust. Uh, many of you remember when trust was born. He's now nine years old. Uh, he'll never walk. He'll never talk. Uh, but he brings a lot of joy to our entire family. He'll never walk. He'll never talk. He was never supposed to be born alive. Uh, that's trust. Jude. Jude was adopted from Africa. Um... Funny kid, 
loves life, loves to laugh, loves people. Um, so they went through, you know, almost, you know, the adoption process for those that know someone who's adopted from someone from overseas is grueling. But they, it, I'll never will forget when he got off the plane in Louisville, Kentucky. And, uh, you know, they had to go to Africa and stay over there for, I think it was six weeks. And it was w- quite a process. But that's my uh, other grandchild is Jude. So I have four grandchildren, Brittany, physical therapy nurse. She's also runs a business. She's a baby photographer. Um one of the best in the world. So she loves newborns and and that whole that's just her thing is babies and pictures and she's very creative and she, her clients love her and she takes awesome pictures and she appreciates all of that that aspect the emotional aspect of that business and at some point she will be she'll decide that she's not going to be a physical therapy nurse any anymore i believe and will devote all of her time to her photography business but the you know her kids she does goes to schools and helps kids with their physical therapy and i think she just has a a love for those kids as well so it's something that's hard for her to leave because you know I think if Nurse Brown doesn't come back, it's probably going to break a few little kids' hearts, and I don't think she wants to do that. But anyway, I'm talking more than I thought. But that's my three daughters. They're all doing awesome, Um, and they will. They will. Uh, Number three, how do you mentally deal with being away from your kids so much when you were building new image? Uh, That was tough. That was tough. And, you know, when you're building this business, guys, um, and you really, you know, things start to row and even, you know, and you've got kids at home and, you know, you've got an up and coming leader that needs support and wants to do an event in, you know, another state or another town. It's just part of it. It's just part of the profession. But the thing that I would tell you, and this is what helped me the most is the beginning of every month, and usually we're doing this about three months in advance, is we had a cannot miss, cannot miss calendar. And when there was dance recitals, ice skating events, uh, church programs, uh, etc. Those went on the calendar. Now, I, did I miss some practices and some games and some uh, some events? Yes, but I was there for all the most important ones. And every and that's just and again we're talking maybe four or five events a year that we're just cannot miss under any circumstances. Uh, did I miss some things? Yes. Uh, but the, the question that I would, the, 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 
the thing that I would share with you, and and I see this so often, is wherever you are, be there. Wherever you are, be there. You know, I see people they're they're at their uh, kids' baseball game. They're worrying about their business. They're they're that they got to stay late in their office to get a shipment out in their business, and they're not going to be home till eleven o'clock. And they think they should be home with their kids. So here's here's the best advice I can give you on this topic: wherever you are, learn to be there. Be there. Be there. Be present emotionally, mentally. Number four, what's the smartest business decision you made when building your team as it relates to your family? Um, get them involved. Uh, I look back and like some of the conferences, I've got pictures, you know, when my kids were six, five, six, seven years old. That's where a lot of people met them, met them for the first time. And at the national conference and they were always had a job. They, they would work maybe in the tools department or, but they were always part and they always had a job. They might have helped people sign in and, you know, whatever. But I would take them and, and give them responsibilities, make them part of what was going on to the very best of my ability. Uh, number five, what's the best advice you can give to a young couple building direct sales network marketing team? To a young couple building a network marketing team, it would be define your roles. Define your roles. Your roles. What are you going to be doing? What's your role? What's your role? What's your responsibility? What's their responsibility? Uh, a lot of times, especially when couples first get involved in this profession, maybe they've never been in it before and they're trying to figure everything out. And it's like, you know... She's talking about the business and she forgets to do, forgets this part of the comp plan or he's talking about the product and he, he doesn't know about this ingredient or he wasn't on the email where they, they've done away with that product or whatever. But here's, here's what we came to. And again, well, uh, we got involved in the profession right before we got married. As a matter of fact, there was an old video. Uh, you know, how you come out and they throw rice on you and, and my, one of my groomsmen brings my little 280Z around and, uh, and we pop the, and it's like we get ready to drive off and I go about 12 feet, you know, and everybody's watching us drive off with the cans on the back of the car like they used to do. And I go about 12 feet and I stop. And it, all this is on video. And then I, I pop out. I run around, open the hatchback on my car, and I grab this big box of Shackley products. And I call over one of my groomsmen. And I said, make sure you get this to my grandmother Glass because I'd brought her order to my wedding. Uh, so, <laughs> again, guys, it's just I've grown up with this. I don't know a lot about a lot of things, but I understand this. But uh, define your roles because – what we came to the conclusion, like before, um, before we got married, uh, you know, my wife had a, at the time, had a great job. Uh, she was a buyer, bought all the parts. Uh, it was a family business. Uh, it was a factory that supplied parts for IBM in Lexington, Kentucky, and she was the buyer to make sure that those 
parts that they needed to assemble what this, what they need to assemble to get to IBM got assembled and she had a good job. And, but we had talked and she wanted to be, and I wanted her to be, but she really wanted to be a stay at home mom. She said, I want to be there for my kids. I don't want to have to work a job. So, you know, her income was greater than mine at IBM at the time. But, you know, we'd started this business just to kind of help supplement. And, um, you know, the last thing in the world anybody in her family thought she was going to do was leave her job because she had a great one at, at her family business. But and they were just in shock and really we were kind of shunned for a while because why would you ever do that? Why would you not continue on in the family business? But it was about what she ultimately wanted and what if that's what she wants, I I would prefer and want uh, someone that can be there for kids in the future. And that was the plan from the beginning. And it was part of the reason, uh, one of the factors why getting involved in network marketing, creating additional income and maybe even a full-time income over time made sense. So when all that started and everybody's trying to learn, you have to define your roles. So I was working full-time, but my responsibility was to recruit distributors, do the prospecting, set the appointments, recruit distributors. Her job was building customer base. And we didn't get in each other's way. We we were in agreement on the processes and the systems, and that was kind of more my part. I was supposed to put the systems together, how we introduce each product segment routinely after a person becomes a customer. So if they bought because of the household products, then we would want to introduce them to the nutrition and the skincare line and so systematically introduce people to all products. And again, I don't, I'm not going to try to get into all that there, but the point was that we had very defined roles and it might be that you both do both, but, but whatever that is, define it, define your roles would be my advice. Uh, number six, I've heard you say, if you give us one year, we will change your life and impact your family. I agree. I never made more than $1,000 a month with NII, but the experience was life-altering. Would you expand on this? Network marketing with the right mentorship and leadership is the greatest personal development program in the world. It's the greatest personal development program in the world. And the things that you will learn regarding yourself will be give you a different type of awareness compared to the, your relatives and your and most of your friends. And it will be very impactful on your kids when you become aware of your own self-talk as you have kids you learn to not allow them to say 
Well, they've just made me so mad. My kids were not allowed to say that. My kids were taught, nobody can make you mad unless you give them the power to do that. Nobody can get you mad and keep you upset. And are you going to let them control how you feel? And so self-talk is something that my kids were very aware of from the beginning. Uh, understanding what we talk about comes about. And it's just something that a year, a year, and I tell people in the training club, I tell everybody that I've ever worked with, look, you give me a year, it's going to change your life. It's going to change your family's life. If you never make a nickel, it's going to make a huge impact because I don't believe just in skill sets and methods and funnels and systems. It's all important, but I believe you have to attach the right mindset to that. The mindset is more important than the skill sets or the methodology. The mindsets is more important than the methodology. And mindsets affect every aspect of your life and everybody around you and how you communicate with everybody around you over a period of time. So uh, I believe that, you know, it's kind of interesting, Mitzi, because you're bringing up things that I Forgot that I ever even said, really. But I used to say this, and there's probably video somewhere. You know, if you give us one year of your life, we're going to change your life and impact your family. And, you know, now at this point in my life, I've, I've got people's grandkids contacting me. And, you know, people say, my mom made me listen to your audio tapes all the time. But, you know, that did this. And they aren't even involved in business, not even involved in any kind of entrepreneurship in many cases but it's talked to so many people have said you know being involved with that company helped me progress in my other business or in my career and guys that's what it's all about that's what it's all about so one year of your life it'll change everything it'll change everything uh one year of your life it'll give you a whole different perspective a whole different understanding because i i believe and know you build people People build the business. Everybody's trying to teach people the magic foo-foo dust, the magic system, the magic funnel, the magic you got to have this, need to do this. Oh, this will this will have people calling you every day, screaming their credit card number in the phone. And it's just that's what the profession has become. And when a movement gets far away from its fundamental fundamental foundation, there's always unintended consequences. And the network marketing profession is, in my estimation, is overcome, overcome with unintended consequences. And, you know, I talk about return to the roots and I just believe it. I just believe it. And, and what's really exciting for me over the last couple of three years since we started the podcast and we redid the MLM training club and some of the things that we've done, um, we're seeing it now. It's not just me. There's a lot of you that get it and understand it and are as appalled, appalled as I am about how just because somebody says it does not make it true in the amount of propaganda that's being spread that has no foundational truth 
to support it. There's no wisdom of the ages principle to support it. You know, it's this is not a business where you tell people what they want to hear so you can sell them what you want to sell them or that you can recruit them into what you want to recruit them. Number six, what's your fondest business memories with your kids? <laughs> um, probably them coming to events and meeting people and being treated like being getting an abnormal amount of attention because they were, you know, our kids and, and not the attention, but how they handled it and making sure they didn't get their, their head didn't get too big and that they communicated and they said, yes, sir. And no, yes, sir. And yes, ma'am. And that they looked people in the eye when they were talking to them and just, being able to put them in an environment where a lot of adults would introduce themselves and helping them learn how to communicate and how to listen, how to listen to people and listen to what they're saying and yes, sir, yes, ma'am, and look people in the eye and be respectful and, you know, uh, treat other people like you want to be treated. Number eight, what's the number one mistake you made as a network marketing dad raising $3? Um, assuming too much. See, there's a term now that's you hear quite often. It's a buzzword called co-parenting co-parenting and when my daughters were young it was like it's my responsibility to provide for my family and if that means I have to be at the office we had in Evansville, Indiana and not be able to get home because there's a snowstorm or if that means that, you know, I need to go do three events in San Francisco, San Diego, and Los Angeles and be home in four days, sometimes you just had to do what you had to do. And co-parenting is something that, you know, you're hearing a lot about where both parents have the same amount of input into the child's life. And our agreement and understanding was, you know, I'm going to be there every chance I get. You know, my family is the most important thing to me, and it was and it is and always will be. But, you know, I'm going to default to you because you're the one that is going to be around, be there when they get home from school every single day. And, and if you need to be at school during the day, you'll be able to. Uh, and I'm defaulting to you. And that was never an issue because most values and everything, everything was kosher, congruent. But what 
what the one thing that I knew was there and I didn't, I did not put my foot down because I, I never really knew it was there because it's so mind blowing. Now, looking back, it's more than obvious. And I knew it at the time, but I didn't know it because I could not even wrap my brain around it. Now, years later, I can because of my, uh, my ex's, ex-wife's childhood. And again, her parents were divorced and it was bitter and my mother-in-law, there wasn't a time I can remember ever being around her in my life when my ex-mother-in-law, when she wasn't griping and complaining about Wilbur or whatever her husband's name was. It was Wilbur. I can't never remember that. It was always complaining, griping, something. And so when you grow up where there's an adversary relationship, it affects you. Maybe when you even don't know it's affecting you. And again, I'm, I look back now and here's the, the number one mistake I made. I would get off the road. And the first thing is, I, you know, well, what happened with, uh, with, this, you know, all the child, all the activities maybe that I miss. What happened here? What happened here? I, I wanted to hear all about it. And I would hear all about it, and it was awesome usually, and everything went well. And they went, you know, Allie got second place at, at the horse show because they used to show horses, ride and show horses. And Brittany didn't get a ribbon, but Channing got. Uh, a blue ribbon or whatever and it was like cool the next one Brittany will get the blue ribbon or whatever and again I'm just pulling things out of the air but here's the point I heard it from my wife and I should have heard it from my kids guys I hope you hear what I just said instead of the next day making sure no matter what else was going on that I sit down with each one of them individually and tell me about the horse show, tell me about the soccer game, tell me what happened here. Well, Mom said this. Well, Mom said that. And I, I, I made the mistake. I mean, I, it wasn't that I didn't do it or I did not do it. Sometimes I would, sometimes I wouldn't. But I always knew. It was always on my mind. It was always top of mind when I got home. But I never communicated that with my daughters at the level that I wish I had. The other thing that I didn't understand is I can remember dozens and dozens and dozens of times I would be downstairs working on a project that was really important, maybe putting together training before I got ready to leave somewhere, and I'm working on it, and I'm thinking through it. And I would tell my spouse, I would tell my wife, please, before you put the kids to bed, uh, yell down at me or tell them to please come down here or let me know they're coming to bed so I can tell them good night. And guys, this happened. I, I, I mean, if I said dozens of times, I feel like it was hundreds, but if I say dozens, I wouldn't be over exaggerating. 
And because I get in a time warp, my folk, and some of you know, you get in a time warp, but I'll get focused. And I mean, I'll look up and it's like three hours that I've been on this project. And it seems like 10 minutes. And I cannot tell you how many times that I would look up and it's like, it's 10 after 11. And I would go upstairs and maybe my wife would be asleep. I talked to her about the next day. And it, it, it was like she would never, ever tell me why she would not do that. You know, just yell down, say, Dale, girls are getting ready to go to bed. And it's like, and it, and, and I never got it. And, and it, 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 and again, I, you know, right now I'm off, I'm leaving again. So, I mean, I never made it the issue that I should have. But looking back, I think it was just because it was, well, a good dad would know when it's 8.30 on a school night and they're in, getting ready to go to bed and would a good dad would a, a good I think it had more to do with her personal childhood and again I'm not trying to talk bad about anybody heaven knows I mean none of us are perfect and I certainly wasn't but maybe this will help some people it's not a competition when you're married it's a it's it's a team it's 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 not you against me it's a team it's it's a team and I think some people get into a mode where it's adversary and it's very unhealthy and you have to deal with it and don't let it because it will just compound and get worse and worse over time. But the number one mistake I really definitely personally made was not communicate I mean it was like I was on top of everything that was going on but maybe they didn't know that because I wasn't consistently communicating with them one on one about it number nine are your girls entrepreneurs gosh I, I, I didn't this has kind of been emotional <laughs> but hopefully it's speaking to some people uh, that thing about there's a few things here guys that are nuggets most is rambling, and I apologize. Are your girls entrepreneur? Uh, Brittany, my oldest, absolutely. She's an entrepreneur. She's she has a lot. She sees a lot of of things like I see them. She sees the upside potential in different markets, and the upside. I mean, she was she was she. All of my daughters have bought and sold on eBay, and and. But Brittany really got into it for a while when eBay was really good. And her and her husband had a little franchise called Veggie Tales. You know, the Veggie Tales audios and CDs, the cartoon videos. And they had a kiosk at a mall. And they had people they hired to come in and run the kiosk for them. And, yeah, so Brittany is extremely entrepreneurial. Uh, Allie is Probably second as more entrepreneurial DNA. Uh, I think to be able to start the nonprofit that she did is it, you got to be very mission oriented and you got to be able to take on the responsibility of an entrepreneur if you're going to run a nonprofit. Channing's not as much, uh, but Channing could do anything that she decided to do, but she's not. She's, she's more. 
uh, go to school, get a good education, go to work for a good company. And, you know, my dad was an entrepreneur and, and, you know, he, you know, it, it, it can have, it can have a yin and a yang effect. Again, I can get on the phone and start talking to, to Channing about what's happening in somebody's brain. And she gives me the, um, academic the academic explanation of what I feel like I'm feeling and seeing and watching intuitively so Channing is not I would not say Brittany is is an entrepreneur she is Allie has entrepreneur in in her quite a bit more than average Channing probably has less than average but Channing could do whatever she decided to do Channing's focus is is very much into people, not projects, people. And I think entrepreneur, you have to, it, it depends on what kind of business you're in, but you have to be, you have to have your mind into projects with most companies and systems, systems. But as you guys know in network marketing, it's all about people because that's the real product. Uh, number 11, final thoughts. She said they'll share any final thoughts. Um, here's what I would say, guys. Uh, some of you listen to me. Maybe your kids are in teenagers, let's say. And you maybe you have guilt. I didn't spend enough time with them when they were young. I missed a ball game or two. I missed... Here's what I would say. And I want you to really understand this because it's important that you understand this. What I'm getting ready to say is really, really important if you have any guilt at all. And again, the best thing to do is settle some of this stuff in your mind and do not have guilt. You know, I know what my responsibility is for my family. And it's not a cop-out. It's like this is what my responsibility is. And But if you have guilt, here's what you need to really... This is true. You never... Stop being a dad or you never stop being a mom. And stay with me here. A lot of times when, and I've had this conversation with many leaders over the years, it's like, you know, their kids are in high school now. And it's like, I miss their whole childhood, Dale. And that's why I really try to encourage people wherever you are, be there, be there. You know, when you go on a family vacation, forget everything else except family. I mean, that's why we went on a lot of trips when I, because I could put everything aside, didn't have to think about anybody, return anybody's call, and just focus to the very best of my ability. Wherever you are, be there. Because, see, some of you are saying, well, Dale, my kids are four, seven, and two right now. What? Wherever you are, be there. Some of you saying, Dale, I got a 17-year-old, a 13-year-old, and a 22-year-old that just got married, and I feel like I, I missed a lot of their childhood. Listen, you will never stop being a parent. My mom, my dad, you know, they treat me. It's the same. It's, it, it, it's absolutely the same. See, I believe that my relationship with my daughters today is better than it's ever been. And I'm the best granddad in the world. 
And I just am. Okay, so even if you you have messed up in your mind, or you didn't have everything as defined as you wish you had, you never, you're always going to be a parent. My mom's going to treat me like her son for the rest of her life, as I will my daughter's. Does that make sense? So, so a lot. Oh well, they'll now they're, you know, they're going to go to college and they'll be gone, and it's over. It's not over. It's not over. It's not over. It's not over. It never ends. So I want that to give you hope. Yeah, Dale. But what if they move away? Look, I've had. All three of mine at the same time living in other states. Now I live in another state. And they're all three back within the central Kentucky area. Now I live in another state. But I'm home as much as I can be. I'm getting ready. Um, March, March, March Madness. It's, I'm in, I'm in Kentucky. It's basketball. Uh, so, and we're, and when I'm there, Guess what? I'm there. Uh, when I have the time with kids, grandkids, I'm there. I'm not on my phone. I'm not checking Twitter. I'm focused on where I am. Wherever you are, be there. Um, the last thing I want to share with you, and, you know, It would have been, you know, I, I, I'm, I'm very thankful for the fact that, you know, for years I was sitting around negative people's uh, kitchen tables uh, trying to help them out of their situation. And I cannot tell you how many times I've driven home thinking, man, I could have spent time, with, you know, with with the girls tonight, with my family. And I was sitting around some negative person's kitchen table. And there have been many times over this process where I could have quit. I'm just done. And if I had, then I think my perspective on all this would be different. But thankfully, you know, my girls have... When they were children, you know, they they been to Hawaii, flew first class to Hawaii, stayed in the Ritz-Carlton Hotel for two weeks. They'd been to Cancun multiple times. Um, they were able to enter horse shows and have horses, and and do that. And you know, because I was willing to really go after it. Uh, you know, they were able, you know, they, 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 they knew the value of working and, you know, nothing was given. The work ethic was created. The awareness and self-talk was created. Uh, so I guess I say that to say this, once you start this path, 
once you start this path, once you start this path, don't you dare throw in the towel. If you have the, the ability to build a team, then get on with it. Get on with it. Get on with it. You know, because it, the sooner you get it done, the sooner your family can appreciate and enjoy the rewards of your efforts. So if you're going to do it, do it. Get it over with. Do it and get it over with. Give yourself options. You know, I, I'm so thankful. You know, I, I wasn't, I wasn't on an airplane till, I don't know, I was 19 or 20 years old before I ever was on my first airplane. And, you know, all of our were on there when they were babies. So the experiences that you can provide for your family, for your kids is really hard to wrap your mind around. And the last thing that I want to say, and I'm going to end it up, and guys, I hope you guys got benefit from this or you know somebody who will, because again, this is not what I normally do. And it was, it did not, it, it, it create, it's, it, it's not what I normally do. But hopefully you'll find, there's, you got some benefit from this. But here's the last thing I would tell you. And then we can be talking about your kids or your grandkids. You know, it doesn't matter. You can, you can, they can be, and I, I want to remember to keep saying this because I hadn't said this and hadn't even, but this is, it's so true. It, 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 it's so true. Your kids can be your reason to do it or your excuse not to. Your children, your grandchildren, can be your reason to make this happen or your excuse not to. This is Dale Coward. I'll see you next week. Talk to you next week on another session of the MLMSuccess.com podcast. Thank you. Thank you so much, Mitzi, for sending me this email. Again, guys, all of you, all of you, your feedback means more than I can ever communicate. It helps me help you. Thank you. God bless. Have an awesome week. I'll talk to you next week on another session. If you haven't gone over to iTunes yet and rated and left this podcast a review, what are you waiting for? At Calvert Marketing Group, we want to spend our time on the projects that we know are providing the most value for our clients and customers. You leaving us a review and feedback on iTunes is something that helps us more than you realize. And more importantly, it helps others like you find us. So if you've not taken the time to rate this podcast, please go over to iTunes and do that for us now. It will only take a couple of minutes out of your busy schedule. Work harder on yourself than you do on your business, and we will be back next week with another inspiring success story, wisdom of the ages training, or answers to your questions. 